It's like an angry duck. I thought they were kind of like uh, socialist Smurfs. I wish there was more of Spock kicking people up the arse. <laughs> this is a standard nerds podcast. How'd you find me now? Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids' TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello Liz. Wicked, wicked, jungle is massive. <laughs> yep, it most definitely is. So Liz, this week we are doing uh, another episode that we covered in the listener poll that unfortunately did not get as many votes so why are we doing it, Will? Because we care about the people who voted for it, Liz. Okay, sure. So this week we're going to be watching the the Moomins. Moomins. Yeah, classic creepy Finnish TV. Yeah, it is creepy, isn't it? It is creepy. Yeah, that that's the main takeaway from this is it's creepy. I think it's one of those shows you sort of watch, but you're not sure if you like it. Yeah, I think the thing is, I don't think it's meant to be creepy. It's, oh, no, no, no. It's very much like an accidental creepiness to it, you know, because the characters have very few mouths. I mean, what can you remember Ve- about they the They have movies? very few mouths. Yeah, most of them well, don't have, have mouths. they have one mouth. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, that's enough mouths for me. <laughs> most of them, from memory, don't have mouths, or visible mouths, at least. Their mouths are sometimes visible, I believe. <laughs> when in use. When in use. Yeah. I, I see them as the exact midpoint between a marshmallow and a hippopotamus. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank God, that is it, right? All my life I've been searching for the appropriate description of a moomin. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. All your life you've been searching? Yeah, well, I have. It's a bit sad, I didn't realise till now that I had been, but what, I have been. What do you think your new goal will be? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Possibly to define some of the other characters from the movies. So, well, there, there is a human character, isn't there? I remember a small girl. Yes, little Mai, she's okay. called. And she's a small red-haired girl, but I think I thought she's like an old woman. Oh, well, I remember her as being... Largely aggressive. Yes, she's very aggressive, very cantankerous. Yes, which I don't think I appreciated then, but I might appreciate a lot more now. I've grown a lot more grumpy, mm-hmm. and I might I might empathise with her more now. <laughs> I'm going to say something here. I can't remember the name of the main character. Aren't they just Moomin something? You know, like Papa Smurf, but it's like Moomin Papa. Yeah, okay, so there's there's Moomin Papa, Moomin Mama, there's Snork Maiden, who's the female Moomin. Okay, I would not have remembered Snork Maiden. Yeah, Snork Maiden. <laughs> Which just sounds like just a terrible word. Um, Snork Maiden, Little Mai, there's a fella in a hat who follows him around, I can't remember his name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's the main... Moomin Hat fella. Moomin Hat fella, but he's not a Moomin, he's like another oh, like, person type thing. No, oh, okay. I think he's called like Fisher or something, I don't know. But there's the main Moomin, right? Is he not called Moomin? Well, I don't know. I don't think he is. I think he's got a, another name, but he might just be called Moomin. Snork Mister. No, I don't think he's Snork. I think Snork is only, only applicable to Snork Maiden. Oh, so you have to have a Snork to be a Maiden. Yeah, so Moomin Mama is, is I presume... is her... She lost her Snork I, well, I presume somewhere along the way. Moomin Mama is her married name, uh, potentially. <laughs> so she took Moomin Papa's name. And thus became a Moomin. Snork Maiden... How dare she conform to these gender norms? Yeah, I know. You know she's, I'd hope Snork Maiden, when she decides to marry Moomin, because that I think there's always like a love story implied between her and, Ma- of course. Her and Main Moomin, you know, that she'll keep the Snork family name going. Yeah. 
Well, we can hope, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, well, maybe there's Snork Papa out there and Snork Mama. Snork Mama. <laughs> it's just too much to have more than one Snork in this show. Yeah, you don't know what Snork's all about. The no, place. this is a very weird conversation to be having. I feel like it's your fault. <laughs> right. What else can you remember about the Moomins? Basically nothing. Okay. I just remember them going about their businesses, probably in a wood. It feels like it was largely forest based. I think they lived in a windmill. A windmill. I think they lived in a windmill. There's a long history of, you know, um, children's TV characters that live in windmills. Yes. It's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got a windmill, you've basically made it. <laughs> I mean, round the twist, lived in a windmill as well. Oh, they're, they're windmills. This is very, I think this is like a kind of animated, almost like round the twist. There's a lot no. of parallels and it's very weird. No. There's a lot of freaky stuff going on. None of it's ever explained properly. I don't think they're anything alike. I mean, things. I think there's a monster in this as well. There could not be anything more different than... Australians and Finns, surely. Well, I don't know. I think, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there will be, but I think at the same time, you know, you're talking about in these two shows, you're talking about a family of misfits who live in a windmill in the middle of nowhere. They have crazy mishap adventures. Are they misfits, or do you just believe that because you don't understand what a moomin is? Liz, three of them look like combinations you said between a marshmallow and a hippopotamus. They hang around with a small redhead girl and a bloke in a green mac and a hat. I mean, you'd be well, hard-pressed to find I, a better definition of misfit out there. I am very suspicious of him. Yeah, well, I think you should be. He's the fact l- that I don't remember him at all makes me even more suspicious. <laughs> he looks a little shifty. But yeah, there is a, I think there is a monster that kind of stalks them as well. Like a soup dragon. Yes, I think it's called the Groak. No, nah, you've made that up. No, I think I it's don't remember the, that. I think it's called the Groak. I don't think it's there all the time. You've either made that up or you've looked it up in order to show off. No, I, mean, I think it, it's maybe it's the Grake or something like that or the uh, Grockle. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But there we are. So I think we should go away and watch some Moomins. Let's, let's do it. All right, we're going to watch some Moomins and we will report back. Duncan, I'm blamed. And we're back. So, Liz, we've just gone and watched two episodes of The Moomins. Your thoughts? Did we just watch anime? Yeah, we did! I feel it's important to raise with the listener, I don't watch anime. Well, Liz, I think... We have a long, long-standing agreement that I don't watch any anime. I never agreed to this agreement. I never agreed to Why it. would you, you have to agree to the agreement? You say we have an agreement, like we both sort of sat down and laid out terms. Yes, I made the agreement, <laughs> and, and I'm the enforcer, and the sole party. But it's not an agreement if I don't agree to it. To, you tried telling that to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. You've never read their terms and conditions, but you agree no, to all of them. No one's read their terms exactly. and conditions. That, I, that, there's a point in there somewhere, if you want it hard enough. <laughs> Anyway. In the terms of conditions, or just in this. Anyway, I hate anime. See, I don't know why, because this is anime, and this is delightful are and suggest- terrifying. Are you and suggesting equal- that I don't hate this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back a step. Usually, one of us picks the show, mm-hmm. and so that usually means that one of us is more invested in liking it than the other. Yeah. With this, we put it on a listener poll, and it was kind of in the middle, but we still wanted to do it. Yeah. I thought that I wanted to do the Moomins because it's weird as shit and I was like, there's bound to be something in it to talk about. Yeah. But I was not... I, I didn't have that good a memory of it. I never thought it was anime. 
See, now I didn't either. I did not. I did not realize. Having watched it, I do think that. I mean, it is a. I looked this up. It's a Japanese, Finnish, Dutch joint production, which is just an incredible thing to happen in of itself. Yes. Okay. But the, the some of the animators' names on it yeah. are people in anime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the. Like I. I, I recognised some of them. Yeah. I mean, it, the as think, people I've previously been avoiding. <laughs> yes. I think every episode is written by Akira Miyazaki, and Hayao Miyazaki is obviously the main sort of creative mind behind Studio Ghibli. Is a lot of out, a lot of their output. Oh no. Okay. So his surname's Miyazaki, and his first name is an anime that I knew of. Yes. So therefore, I thought it was a person I knew. <laughs> okay, I get it. So it's an anime you're aware of, and a Japanese surname you're also aware of related to anime. <laughs> got you. Got you. So. Yeah, so there are Japanese animators, and I feel like there's a strong anime vibe that has come to this. Yeah. Now, obviously, the Moomins was created by a Finnish lady Mm -hmm. called Tove Janssen. Tove Janssen, yeah. I was was looking at you for a pronunciation, because I don't think I've ever heard that out loud. I I, I don't look to me for a pronunciation of Tove Janssen. I'm just going to go, we'll just go with Tove Janssen, and if if we're mispronouncing it, apologies to our Finnish listeners. Well, and people who are fans of Tove Janssen because Absolutely. she actually has a big fan base. Oh, huge. She is a kind of, or was a kind of hippie lesbian. Right. Who just lived out in, you know, nature, drawing moomins and having all these sort of profound thoughts about life and causing no trouble at all. And so people really, really love her work. They're yeah. invested in it. Oh, this this is, right, Moomins is a cultural juggernaut, right? Now, but but, but that's all kinds of Moomins, because this that we watched, the, the, the Japanese joint production, yeah. was the one that got dubbed into English and shown on the BBC in the 90s. Yes. And I can totally see why sort of people who come from anime would want to use this because it totally gels with their work there's weird characters that don't exist anywhere all kinds of shit that's never explained popping up all over the place it totally it totally meshes doesn't it yeah and i could completely understand i would not have been surprised had this actually been a studio ghibli production because a lot of i'm gonna nerd out a little bit a lot of hayao miyazaki's work tends to focus on things of nature and spirituality and you know the unknown and gods and things like that and this kind of ties really into that it just works it just works with that so if it had said a studio ghibli production i would not have been surprised at all yeah but yeah it is an enormous force movement i mean Mm. looking up there are this is one animation there have been about 50 different animations there are soviet animations there are other japanese animations there are there are polish animations there are things made with cell animation with puppets with stop motion there's there's a fuzzy felt version of the movements out fuzzy felt a fuzzy now you have my attention sir (laughs) there is a fuzzy felt movements made somewhere (laughs) in about the 60s i think there's loads. There's a Moomin theme park in Finland. Okay, those Finns are wacky. Yeah, but this is this is the great thing about it. I love it. There's they're still making Moomin stuff now. There's Moomin albums. There's like it's just like the Smurfs, but for Finnish. I was gonna say it's like it's the only thing I can liken it to is the Smurfs because 
it, they do their, their their own thing. You know, vampires kind of have all these versions that are out there everywhere and they come from different bits of folklore. And, but moments it's just, just been birthed into the world by someone and then they take over and we all kind of just accept that moomins are a thing. Yeah, yeah, Which they're do. totally not. <laughs> you know, I, I do love, obviously, the parallels with, with like... Other, with with the Smurfs particularly with other things where it's like everything is referred to as Moomin something. So there's Moomin oh, yeah. Troll, Moomin Papa, Moomin because, Mama, Moomin House, Moomin Valley. Because in our little um, pre-record bit, you couldn't remember the main character. And I was like, isn't it just Moomin? But only because I was guessing. And it is. <laughs> it is. He is Moomin. He, well, he's Moomin Troll, technically. Oh, okay, but technically. Technically, they call him Moomin in the... He's Moomin Zero. <laughs> he's the start of it all. He is. Somehow, all even though he's got parents. Like, imagine if you had a kid and you named it, what are people calling their kids now? Troilus. And <laughs> you just became Troilus Papa. Oh, no. <laughs> we, have, we have a dog, right? And a lot of our generation treat their pets as if they're kids because it's cheaper and much more, you know, accessible. So... Instead of <laughs> instead of being called Will, you could be Penny Papa. Oh, I mean Penny Papa. That's very cute. cute it is, yeah. Very cute. Bit weird though, isn't it? Bit weird. Bit Imagine weird. going into work and addressing the you know, <laughs> call me Penny Papa. Morning, Will. Sorry, name name's not Will anymore. Changed my deed poll over the weekend. Uh, Had a dog. I'm now Penny Papa. <laughs> <laughs> you should refer to me as Penny Papa, Mister Penny Papa, in formal settings. But you also have to wear a top hat. Are you okay with that? I, I, when am I not okay wearing a top hat? <laughs> I would love to wear a top hat every day. Oh, damn. I didn't mean to encourage you. No, no. Absolutely. I would wear a top hat every single day. You know, I know there's people who are like... I, I'm not I'm not hearkening back to people to go back to like the 16th century and wear, you know, like wear full-on dandy clothes. I just like to wear a top hat with my regular clothes. You're just going to wear it with like a... Just at a jaunty angle. Yeah, oh, God. You have to have a jaunty angle. I've got to have a jaunty angle on if top If the hat. angle's not jaunty, then... Why bother? Absolutely. This is this is it. These are the standard rules of top hats when out writing. I do love the fact that everything is prefaced with Moomin, and you know because there's only two other things I can think of where that happens, and one of the Smurfs, and the other is Batman, where everything is the Bat something. Oh yeah, yeah. Bat cave, Batmobile, Bat card, Bat nips. Is that one? Bat nips. I think that's that's one of his. Batarang. Oh, uh, Batarang. What a classic. Anyway, so yes, everything is Moomin. Everything is Moomin. So Moomin Papa has a hat, Moomin yeah. Mama has an apron. And a handbag. Well, sometimes a handbag, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, I love this. The first, so we jumped at the first episode, we start off, it's, it's dead of winter. And we learned something that I didn't know, mm-hmm. which is that Moomin's hibernate. No, I didn't know that either. But when I heard that, I just my immediate reaction was, of course they do. Really? Of course. Makes perfect sense. Because my immediate reaction was, no, they fucking don't. <laughs> Which maybe says something about our world views. <laughs> what, this is why you can get into anime and I can't. Because I will not accept stuff on face value. You're just like, yeah, I like it, so I accept it. Yeah. I'm like, no, doesn't make sense. These are hippos <laughs> that live in the woods. Why would they hibernate? <laughs> this is like when I tried to make you watch Porco Rosso. Tried to make me. I agreed. We, we, we haven't been going out that long, and it's all, it's all. We're so in love. Let's enjoy what each other enjoy. And then somebody shows you Porco Rosso, and you have to put a lifetime ban on anime, so that every time we are deciding what to watch, and I'm not particularly fast, I say, 
I don't mind as long as it's not anime. Those are the standard <laughs> rules true. of engagement. <laughs> I got a Kira on Blu-ray like six years ago, and I've been trying to get you to watch it ever since. Yeah, but I never will because the rules are no anime. Yeah, ever <laughs> until I pick it for the podcast. Well, you didn't pick this. I didn't. This which is n- very lucky for you <laughs> because <laughs> if you had, I'd have known you were trying to sneak anime in under the radar, and I'd have been very cross indeed. But I kind of picked this myself. Yeah. And so I'm I'm cross at myself. <laughs> I'm I'm mad at myself because almost immediately you see their big blinky eyes, and there's a kind of anime vibe. Yeah. To the, their drawing. There is a little bit in this version, obviously, and then the music starts up, and it's that music that I can't stand where it's just vaguely orchestral out in nature and they're la la lying la 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 and I, I knew then <laughs> I knew it was anime that's the, I mean that's the background I want to talk to you about the theme tune the opening theme tune is I don't have any feelings on that theme tune no. that theme tune is perfunctory the theme tune's there I don't love it I don't hate it I have no strong feelings on it see I feel like that's well because I I'd forgotten that the that the opening theme and the closing theme are different, and I'd only remembered the closing theme, right? Which is much more like da 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 the moonbeams. Yeah, it works better, doesn't it? It does work better, and it really should be the whole thing through. But... It's got the right vibe. Yes. Whereas, what's the opening theme? Can you do a bit? Can't remember the lyrics. That was both too much and too little. I feel you did it for too long, and yet I got nothing for it from it. So I don't think the listener will. Well, I mean, but yes, it it has lyrics. Yeah, it's hard for me to impersonate an accordion. Okay. Yeah, it has lyrics, and it just it kind of. I don't know, it's a bit cheery for the moments. It is, but one thing is, it's I. this is the thing, I would right? class this as atmospheric, not cheery. Yeah, I think this. it's supposed to set up, this is a cheery, light, you know, carefree world in which they live, where they just have some adventures, they play some games, they eat some food, that's it. You mean it was written by someone who hadn't watched the moomins? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Basically, and that makes sense because all the intro, right? Standard cartoon intro, you have clips of the show you're about to see. Yeah. All those clips are from the first five minutes of the first episode. Yes. There's yeah. nothing to suggest something else is going to happen later in the series or anything else. Mm-hmm. It's literally gave them first five minutes. Went okay, write something based on this. Okay, well, it looks happy and jolly, and they're playing on clouds, and you know everyone's waking up, and it's oh, it's great and brilliant. So let's get further into this episode. They're waking up. Yes, they are. So. We've, we spoke very briefly about Moomin or Moomin Troll, the main dude. Yeah. I'm going to say dude. I think he's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. I I, I think they have gender. He's a guy. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Little Mai. Little Mai, Has yes. been asleep in the same house, even though I don't feel that she lives there. No, she's she's just a house guest. Okay. For when they hibernate. No, no, no. I, look, I, I think this is, this is a fallacy of the cartoon. Uh, okay. I mean, the original source material, I think she comes to visit. Sure, sure. She lives with her mother, Mybel. Really? Yes. Oh dear. So she's human and very small. Yes. Now, I was wondering whether I would like her going back to it. Mm hmm. I don't. <laughs> she is annoying. I totally get her vibe. I, t- I totally agree with her on everything. Because as soon as she wakes up, she's angry that she's been woken up. Yeah. Moomin says, Why don't you go back to sleep? She says, Well, I can't go back to sleep now. 
I felt like I was listening to myself. <laughs> we know the conversations we've had. <laughs> we have that conversation most days. But <laughs> her voice is so grating. It really is. It really is grating. <laughs> it's, it's bad, man. It's, I don't know, it's not quite nasal. It's not quite sort of... It's loud. It's loud, yeah. It's very loud and She's like... She's full volume all the time. Yeah. All the time. It's like an angry duck. If an angry duck spoke. Yes, it is like that. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I took a second. You took a second. You're like, where's he going with no, this? I and can't then you were like, bored. no, no, that is actually an accurate description it of her voice. It is. And I think because it's it's also counterbalanced by the fact that the Moomins are so chill. Oh my God, the Moomins are massively chill. Although, I do want to flag something. We'll jump, jump ahead a little bit. We get Moomin Mama and Moomin Papa. Yeah. I think there's been some kind of conflict between Moomin Papa and Moomin Mama. You know, maybe he, he's too caught up in writing his memoirs. Who he's writing them for, I don't know. There's only eight people living in this world. Well, honestly, when they said he's writing his memoirs, and the narrator tells you this, because there is a narrator sometimes. Yes. Not for all of it, but he says, a lot has happened to him over the years. But he says it in this way of... I don't know, it's so loaded. I was like, what is it? <laughs> Heroin addiction? The years at the CIA? Maybe it's one of those things where, you know, he's he's committed some terrible, terrible crime, mm. right? Got away with it, but has had to retreat into seclusion yeah. with his wife and his son, um, made some new friends, maybe he's living under an alias and assumed name. That's why the top hat, it's a disguise, right? No, that's why the names don't work, why the names have gone backwards from the kid, because they, they're all under witness protection. They're like, we've got, okay, we're, new names, right, you'll be Moomin, what about me and the mum? Well, you'll be Moomin Papa and you'll be Moomin Mama. Quickly, move, move, move! Yeah. We've got to get you out of here now. Came up with those on the fly. Maybe that's it, maybe it's some horrendous, terrible crime he committed. Moomin Mama's never forgiven him, but she's now tied into this life of domestic servitude, you know, with a witness protection programme in the Moomin house in a, in an isolated valley. Honestly, all of this you're putting on there, I actually like them best. I thought they were an adorable couple. I think they're just, just in a routine. They just, they potter along. It's, nothing is, you know, nothing faces them. They're just, they're just happy. Nothing faces Moomin Mama. She, she oh, rolls God, with no. the punches. She is stoic. Yeah. That woman is a rock. Which comes from a lifetime of having to put up with her husband's bullshit and crime. But he's he's the funny one. He is, because he's funny because he's doddery and he's got his... He makes me laugh the most. One of the things, the main thing that happens in this episode is they're all getting up from hibernation and so they go off to play. Yeah. Mummy and Mama and Papa are, are busy doing whatever and they're not fussed about anything. But the, the kids, I suppose, go off to play. So uh, Mummy and Troll goes off with... Uh, Snuffkin we mentioned Yes Who is a kind of like I don't know, he's like an elf Or a, a, a wanderer See, I, I yeah He he's, he remind, made me think of At times a poacher And a busker he, Yes, He's yeah. like a busking poacher Yeah But he, I look this up He basically comes to the Moomin Valley for spring and summer And then goes south for the winter He doesn't hibernate because he's a person Don't know why little Mai does hibernate Snufkin doesn't. I don't think she does hibernate I think she just really likes sleep <laughs> I'm telling you, I get this woman Snufkin I don't get No Snufkin I don't get at all He's just, I don't know Oh, he's just chill 
He's just chill AF. Too chill. He's, you know, he's one of these dudes that's too chill, not worried about anything. He's sitting on a bridge playing a harmonica. When tough times come, he'll be gone. I mean, well, this is the thing. They sort of, when Moomin comes up to him, he goes, oh, Snuffkin, what have you been up to? He goes, ah, oh, maybe I'll tell you later. Why have you been so evasive, Snuffkin? Yeah, what, what have you got to hide? Exactly, exactly. I told you, I don't, I don't trust this guy's deal. <laughs> now, there is also something <laughs> called either Snip... Snips or sniff? Sniff. It's called sniff. Sniff as in what you do with your nose. Yes. Yes, that that sniff. Okay. And he, I would say, is in the giant rat kangaroo family. Yeah, that's fairly accurate. So you haven't got a definite answer for me on well, what he is? No, no, I don't. I mean, We still in, don't know in, what in, Moomin in, is. Exactly, so, uh... exactly. I don't have a definite answer on what any of these things are. I can't tell you for certain that Snufkin is human. He so S- sniff is brown, has a tail. Yep, big ears. Big ears, sort of kangaroo bottom legs. Wears I, no clothes. Wears no clothes, and I have no idea what he is really. I mean, he's just sniff. So they go and wake him up. He's very grumpy, and they just say, "We're going to get some exercise." You've been asleep for a hundred days, hundred nights. You want to go out for a bit of a stroll? So they climb to the top of the mountain. Yes, and we do briefly see Mister. Hemulet. Hemulin. Hemulin. Yes, Hemulin. Who has the hair of a monk? Yeah, I mean, he looks like a bishop. To Bish- m- bishop. To m- yeah, to moment he looks like a bishop. He's wearing the purple robes. Monk, surely. Well, no, I, th- I think I think you know his robes are too fine, and he's too old to be a monk. He has the hair that goes all round the sides of the head, but not on the top. Yeah, that's a monk. Well, yeah, but it can, I think you could also be a bishop and have that hair. You've just been promoted from monk. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not big on the the, 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 the hairstyles of Christians. I'm not big no, on. I mean, it. I, I but thought, I thought that was a monk. Okay. Well, I thought bishop based on the purple robes and the fact. Are that they he's... purple? Yeah. Okay. I would call it maroon. <laughs> I couldn't even get his name down. Yeah. No. I I've, initially when he came on, I thought he was called Mister Heavy Leg. Uh... <laughs> Just one heavy leg. Which is why he kept falling over. He's oh, in so much trouble on the rocks. He does oh, have a lot of trouble. I mean, it's a mean nickname. There's Mister Heavy Leg falling over again. <laughs> What are you going to do now, heavy leg? Fall in the stream again. <laughs> you so funny, heavy leg. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm glad he's not called that. That would be that would be a bit cruel. I think all, all the Moomins are nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Moomins like, are nice. That characterises Moomins. There's a lot of pleasantries mm-hmm. going, going around. You know, good spring Moomin and all this sort of stuff. So they find a top hat. Yes, a very large top hat. Yes, it's a large top hat left unattended on a hillside. And naturally, what you do is bring that home. Well, I don't know. You do you do bring weird shit that you find home, do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I... You're not just going to see a top hat left unattended, go, that's weird, and move on. You're going to say, <laughs> let's take it home. I'd love if they had done that. <laughs> I would, honestly, I wouldn't put it past the show. But I'd love it if everything in this show, they saw you, saw it. And it was a th- weird thing in the foreground. And in the background, there's a parade of movements walking along. And they pause. They're going to go, that's fucking weird. Anyway, on we go. I mean, that, that does happen in the second episode and we'll get to it, okay? So, anyway, but in the first episode, they find this top hat. Now, I don't think it's weird that they bring it home. Because his dad, Moomin Papa, always wears a top hat. So why wouldn't you think, well, my dad likes top hats. Maybe he'll want this one. Well, his dad likes that top hat. I mean, there are so few clothes among these Moomins. His dad's wearing a top hat. His mum's wearing an apron. He's not wearing anything. 
No. You know, why does he think his dad will need a spare top hat? He's spending a good third of the year asleep. Well, we haven't mentioned Snork Maiden, who wears an anklet, which is very saucy. <laughs> Honestly, if you're totally naked with an anklet, that's a naughty look. And the fringe as well. Let's not forget the fringe. Very naughty. For a Moomin. You know, as Moomins go, she's a saucy one. Yeah, that's, that's Snork Maiden, uh, who is... I, I don't know if it's ever confirmed, but she is basically the love interest of, of Moomin. That's obvious, I think. Yeah. It's almost too obvious, like they've kind of been betrothed or something. Yeah, and I, I think this might be why, like, as far as I'm aware from research, there's never an episode where, like, they get married or move into their own. I think because it would just be well, too predictable. Well, I hope not. Aren't they children? Well, I don't know. What are the relative ages of Moomins? Oh, fair enough. I fair can't enough. tell. I don't one, know either. At one point they're playing hide and seek, and at the same time they're going mountaineering. I mean, I just don't know. Anyway. Also, we see her brother Snork. That's her brother. Yes, that's her brother. I thought that was her dad. No, no, that's her brother. See, see what I mean? Relative age is impossible to gauge. He seemed old. How old a Moomin is? No, I don't know how old a Moomin is. Again, I, but that makes the fact that they are the same as the Moomins, but they're known as the Snorks, does make me think that Moomin is a family name, and Snork is a family name. So I don't know what they actually are, because I don't think it's now accurate to call them all Moomins. Call the family of the Moomins the Moomins. But it's also called the Moomin Valley. Well, that just means they're big landowners. Oh, I see. See, I didn't think they would be big landowners because I thought they were kind of like uh, socialist Smurfs. <laughs> like they're not... More socialist than the Smurfs. More socialist than the Smurfs. Wow. That's honestly what I thought because they're so kind of... They're, they're so laissez-faire about any kind of power structure mm-hmm. and they don't mind Little Mai and Snufkin, Muffkin, whatever his name is, <laughs> just wandering through. They help out everyone. You see, the Smurfs are very insular looking. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they live in the secret area. Yeah. But then, that said, you know, the Moomins are within this Moomin Valley. No one comes to visit them. It's a very small group. Well, then, in that case, no wonder Snork and Moomin expect to get married. Yeah. Because... The only other, the the only other, you know, potential there is Mister <laughs> Mister Heavy Leg, <laughs> and Little Mai. <laughs> well, that's not even the same species. How would that work? Well, I don't I don't know that Mister Heavy Leg is the same species because he's a Hemulan, and they talk about the Hemulans. He is a Hemulan. Yes, he's not Mister Hemulan. No, I looked this up. Moomin Papa was raised by a Hemulan. Oh, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'm getting very See, confused. when you scratch the surface of this, it gets a little freakier. But Snork, we see him, and he's pl- he's making a model plane. And this is, he calls it a flying ship. And this is a recurring thing through the series if he tries to make various flying ships. Oh, is it? And at the end of it, he does actually succeed in making a flying ship, and they fly on spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert for the movements. Okay. But anyway, all of them find a very big top hat, take it home to Moomin Papa. And this is why I say he's the funny one, because... He, he tries it on, doesn't fit, way too big. And so they all discuss what they can do with a hat that's too big. And he says, do we know anyone with a very big head? Which made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Funny, but no, they don't know anyone. <laughs> so they decide to use it as a bin. They now, do. I like that. Again, they're in touch with nature. They find something. They don't know what to do with it. They put it to use. Yeah, it's almost like the borrowers in that respect. You know, they, they're making use of... Um, a lot of kids... Or the Wombles. Wombles. Oh my God, why have I never made the connection between the Moomins and the Wombles being similar? That is a connection. That is obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because these are, these are your fantastical races, aren't they? You know, Smurfs, Moomins, Wombles. Yeah. To a lesser extent, Clangers. <laughs> Absolutely. But all of them, universal things, large snouts, you know, speaking in a weird made-up language that generally features their own name a lot. Yes. You know, recycling things. Recycling a big theme in all of these. Yes, it's almost like in some of those, the animators had access to a lot of rubbish. <laughs> That's, I definitely think, what happened with the Wombles. I think here there might be an actual eco-message. With the Wombles, it's just, shit, I've got to animate these fucking Wombles again. I've got some sweetie wrappers. Just shove them in there. What's that, Uncle Bulgaria? It looks like a used coffee cup. Ah, but this one's cursed. (laughs) Anyway, now this this hat. Yes. We're suspicious of this hat, aren't we? Well, naturally. Found it in the woods. Found it on a mountain. Okay. Anyway... They put it in the room as a bin. Somebody puts some rubbish in it. I think Moomin Papa chucks in some eggshells. Okay. I thought it might have been eggshells. That's good. That's agreed. That turns into cotton candy sort of clouds that all of the uh, characters we've described, but not the parents, they don't like fun, get onto and ride. Yeah. They do. They fly around on some clouds. Again, little Mai... I don't like her, but I get her. She's the one who figures out how to sort of move it forward. She's getting herself going. Yeah, and she's trying to win. She's trying to get highest. So, yeah, we see them. They're flying the clouds around. They're having a grand old time. You know, Sniff is having trouble getting on his cloud. Yeah, some kind of comedy with Sniff and his cloud. Moomin Papa sees him flying past his window. He's somewhat concerned. Moomin Mama, when he tells her, not bothered. Chill. Chill AF. She said, I told him to be careful. (laughs) Ah, I, that's that's her best part, really, in these two episodes. I that, think that is that is like the classic line of her mum who's checked out long ago. Yeah, of, yeah. Oh, tell me, be careful. Do whatever. Chuck a couple of Mars bars in their general direction when it's four o'clock, and they'll be fine. So the clouds finish up. You know, they disappear. Yep. Dissipate. Hey. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I don't either. <laughs> Props to you for using the term dissipate. Thank you. And so then they decide to play a game of hide and seek. Yeah. And Moomin Troll, as his hiding place, chooses the hat, which seems to have grown a little. So he gets inside it. Mm-hmm. Again, as a viewer, we're suspicious because we know what happened to them eggshells. I mean, they turned into clouts. I, know, I want to ask because clearly at this point, it's obviously it's a magic hat. What did you think was going to happen when he got into that hat? I thought he would probably disappear into some kind of nether realm and he would be a disembodied voice. Yeah. I thought exactly the same thing. Either he's going to disappear altogether, other than voice, or he's going to reappear in another place. Like, you'll open the cupboard and he's there. How do I get in here? That kind of thing. Or he'll be back in the That's Narnia you're thinking of there. No, 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 no. You know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, whenever a magician pulls a rabbit out of a hat, that rabbit's got to come from somewhere. Sure, sure. So wherever the rabbit is... That's how that works. That's where he's coming from. Yeah. So that's what I thought would happen. I was not prepared. No. If you haven't seen this episode and you want to go and watch it, press pause. Go and watch the episode. (laughs) Because what he comes out as is incredible. Oh, my God. It is terrifying. Scary. It is terrifying he is he comes out he is he has purple skin he has reddish brown fur a big furry tail he's got like a choir boy mop on top of his head his mouth is permanently open and grinning filled with yellow teeth he's got big yellow eyes he looks scary as shit 
He does. I'll tell you what he reminded me of, and this is an obscure reference. He reminded me of a creature that I have seen in the Lost in Space movie that was made in the 1990s with Matt LeBlanc. <gasps> yes! Yes! I know the one you mean! He looks a bit like that. Yes, he but does scarier. look like that. But scarier, yeah. That's meant to be cute, right? What he's turned into is not meant to be cute. It is terrifying. Really frightening. It is. I mean, it is a measure of how relaxed the Moomins are that their reaction to him appearing as this is, you're not Moomin Troll and not, fuck, stamp it to death! <laughs> Which would be mine. Whoa. If this came out laughing, you go, shit, kill it! Kill it with a spade! I mean, I have written... Oh fuck, why is no one freaking out? Oh fuck. Yeah, I wrote, fuck, what the shit is that? Which is my literal reaction at the time. <laughs> if I'd been more confident, why is no one going for a spade to stove its fucking head in? That, I mean, that would be an amazing scene in the movies. <laughs> First episode of the series, <laughs> Moomin <laughs> Papa stoves Moomin Troll's head in because he freaks out <laughs> when he turns into... A weird little purple imp. Shit, I would pay such good money to see that, where this actually happens. And you just, literally just need two cells of him stoving the head in, and then the credits come up. One was shovel raised, one was shovel down. One was shovel raised, one was shovel down. That is the end of the series, because your lead <laughs> character's been killed. <laughs> but still with that same theme music at the end. Yes. Pung, oh, pung, yeah. pung. They love the loving and they love the giving. Kill it some more! The moomins. <laughs> I, I think their listeners will believe that we're overstating how scary this is. No, no, I don't think they will. <laughs> but when you're just watching it, and I'd kind of. I'd heard that people think the show is a bit dark, but everything that we've watched up to that point, some of it hadn't made sense to me, but it hadn't been that dark. When that thing came out. I was frightened. I was frightened. Jesus Christ. It is terrifying. And it's and so basically, but they're like, what are you going to do? And no one suggests get back in the hat. Because no one believes that he's moving, even though he's got the so same voice. They, well, this is the thing. He's, he's speaking in the same voice and saying, come on, guys, it's me. But they don't believe him. Yeah. And they're right not to. Yeah. Because he's scary looking. But they don't suggest any way to fix it. But it's quite a heartwarming moment, isn't it? It is, it is. It's particularly good because Moomin Mama comes in yeah. just as, I think, Snufkin is probably about to reach for the poker by the fire and beat him to death. No, 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 That's you're projecting that. Snufkin would never take action, okay? <laughs> Snufkin, he'd be gone. He would just be like, uh, actually, guys, I've got a, I've got a thing yeah, I've got to get to. Let's be honest, if anyone's going to reach for a weapon in this scenario, it's Little Mai. Sn- yes, Little Mai would deal with this. Yes. Right? If things went on, she would have been the one to deal with it. <laughs> Snufkin. Snufkin is that guy who, he knows a guy that can get you weed, but he never, ever stands up for you when you need him. No, he'll be gone. He'll just disappear. The second trouble, you wouldn't even notice that he's left the that's room. That's who Snufkin is to me. Okay? <laughs> anyway, Little Mai would deal with it, but Moomin Mama comes in and she she doesn't freak out. She's all peace and loveliness. And um, Moomin Troy is crying and saying, you know, you're my mama and I'm Moomin and oh dear, what's happened to me? She doesn't push him away. She doesn't she doesn't say I don't believe you straight away. She just listens. And she stares into his eyes. Looks into his eyes. And she, you t- really don't know if she's going to believe him as she's looking into the eyes. And they take a moment. And then she does. And she gives him a hug. And because she believes in him, 
he changes back. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It is beautiful. And I think at that point, he'd probably have some strong words for the rest of them. Oh, yeah. I'd have stuff to say to the rest of them. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe any of you could have changed me back. Maybe it didn't need to be a mother's love. Maybe any of you could have changed me back if you would have just listened. I've got exactly the same voice. Yeah. And I know everything about you all. You could have done that old classic of, you know, what did I say to you after, you know... Anything. Try any of those those things there. Like, oh, little Mai, this morning when you woke up, you were dreaming you were living inside a watermelon. Yeah, exactly. How would would I know if I weren't Moomin? If If I were not Moomin, how would I know? Absolutely. But, so... But everything's fine, everything's back to normal, but they decide the hat is more trouble than it's worth. That, that hat was a lot of trouble. So they Jumanji it. They, they do. They yeah. put it in some they put it in the river, let it float off and become someone else's problem. Exactly. If you don't know what to do with a potentially very dangerous magical object, just let it float off. Yep. Put it in the someone fucking Someone else will deal with it. Absolutely. That's that's what they do. It's what this just that's that's what it happens there. So, and then, yeah, then we get there, always happy, end theme, and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a strong start, I think, that episode. I did enjoy it, yeah. to some extent. Mm-hmm. To some extent. The second episode, we weren't sure what to pick for this one. So, going into it, I know that you researched a little bit what would be the best one. I did. I looked into this. There's, because basically there's only this one series of about 70 episodes that was dubbed into English. Right. But it was dubbed all over the place. There are a few episodes from this run which are banned in Finland because they are, quote, too terrifying and unmoomin-like. Unmoomin-like? Unmoomin-like. So, obviously, we had to pick one of them. That's definitely going to happen. Okay, yeah, So, we picked one called The Imp, which is episode 50 out of about 78. So, we're jumping ahead quite a bit in the run now. Yeah, I have to say, there's nothing in this... That is as scary as that thing that Moomin Troll turns into in the first episode. God no, and this is this is, uh, this to me raised that question of I'd always thought of the Moomins as a sweet show, tempered by the fact that a lot of what it gives you is the stuff of nightmares. Yes, right? there's a lot of scary shit that happens in this, and this is a prime example. If this second episode that we watched is one that they banned in Finland because it's too scary mm. when this is not scary at all uh, no 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 I wouldn't say not scary at all I would definitely not go that far okay I think it is very scary it, for kids it's dark but I'm just saying nothing in it was quite as bad as the rev- revelation of what Moomin Troll looked like yeah once he'd been changed by the hat we should we should just you know so we start off with another, you know, a serene scene of Professor Hemulin picking plants. So this, did we say this episode is called The Imp? The Imp. Sorry, yes, this episode is called so The Imp. So you told me this episode is The Imp. Yep. So I'm expecting an imp. Mm-hmm. Okay, just yeah, on yep. you go, on you go. <laughs> so, yes. scene, Hemulin is picking plants. Because this is the thing he does, he gathers rare plants. He's a botanist. He's a botanist bishop. You know, bishops, they tend to have these extra... Yes, they have a lot of time for their own interests, they don't do. they? They do, yeah. Religious types. Well, I mean, particularly if they're... Because if... they don't have proper jobs. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I've just come for organised religion. Anyway. But especially if, you're, if your diocese is a valley containing eight people, most of whom are trolls... Oh, yeah, I'm not getting on Hemulin. Yeah. You know, he's... It's totally normal yeah. hobby for so, a But anyway, he, he so he's crawling through the field, the grass, trying to get this rare flower all in one piece. Yeah. And um, we see some tracks appearing behind him. Yes. And suddenly a small creature appears. Yeah. 
called Stinky. Stinky, that's the name. And in my mind, I'm like, well, that's an imp. Yeah, right there. Small, like, square body hair. Kind of looks like SpongeBob SquarePants crossed with a stickle brick. No, no, no. I tell you what he looks like. Nasher. Dennis Menace's dog. Yes, he does. Yes, he looks like Nasher. Yeah, so he comes along and he uh, kicks Hemulan up the arse. <laughs> he kicks... This is why he thought he was a bishop. <laughs> kicks Bishop Hemulan up the arse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, kicks him up the arse and he, he goes over. Goes down like a sack of shit, as, as he does. Then I think... I think Moom, Is it Moomin Troll that comes along? Yeah, Moomin comes along chasing him and tells him off. And he says, oh, there's an imp inside me. Uh, and it forces me to do bad things. Yeah. And they go, well, then you've got to force that imp out. Force the imp out. Yes. The power of Christ compels you. Exactly. The power of Christ compels you. Well, I honestly thought that this, uh, again, right, I thought Stinky was the imp. Yep. He's not the imp. Then they, he says, uh, there's an imp inside me. So then I'm thinking the episode is going to be an exorcism of Stinky. Yes. Exactly the same thing I was thinking. Exorcism. This is a good reason for this episode to be banned. Obviously, it's going to be, you know, that that they get the imp out of Stinky, and then what happens is they realise that Stinky isn't himself anymore. The imp causes some something, and they have to put him back together again. It's a classic tale. <laughs> I've seen that. I think that it happens like three times on the original series of Star Trek. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Does that all start with, like, Spock kicking bones up the arse? <laughs> I wish! I wish there was more of Spock kicking people up the arse. <laughs> that would have been a great character trait. Yes. This is Spock. He's he has, totally logical. He has no emotion. Has no emotion, doesn't believe in physical violence, but he does occasionally kick people up the arse. <laughs> Why? He's trying to figure out emotions, and this so far is the only outlet he's around. <laughs> So all we'd say is, watch yourself if you're bending over working on an access panel. You've cause... heard of the Vulcan nerve pinch, but have you heard of the Vulcan arse kick? <laughs> okay, we're wrong. We're, we're wrong. wrong. <laughs> it's not an exorcism of Stinky. It's not an exorcism. That doesn't happen. So, just to be clear, <laughs> as much as we want it to happen, that doesn't happen. No. So he asks, but he asks the Snufkin turns up as well, and they asks them, how do I get an imp out of me? And they say, well, you have to decide not to do bad things, and that will cast out the imp. Cast out the imp. And cast out the devil by making a pledge to be good. So he goes and clears off. and then Which the, you would, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. Uh, but, being told... Oh, you just have to decide not to do bad things. You're like, that sounds like bollocks. <laughs> there must be some answer other than me choosing not to do the thing. That's that's very much me and diets. Yeah. What's what? How does this diet work? Will you just choose not to eat the bad things? That that will never work. <laughs> Give me something with magic beans. <laughs> Snufkin and Moomin have my favourite conversation yeah. from both these episodes we watched, which is, they basically boils down to, do you think he'll change? No. Do you? No. Well, then why do you tell him? Ah, it's a social construct. <laughs> <laughs> basically it. Basically boils down to, why do you tell him he should change? Well, you kind of have to tell people they should change. <laughs> That's what you have to do. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I like that whole, yeah, that, that whole conversation. Whole thing of Snufkin being that weird guy you know who always knows how to get weed but is never around when there's a problem because he'll always come in and say something like this and everyone get everyone down and then go anyway I'm off see you later pals yeah you know 
I knew I knew like 14 of that guy at uni. Yeah. Right? There was always this guy in one of my... What did you call that? Where it wasn't a lecture. Seminar. Seminar. Okay. It's been a while. There was always a guy in my seminar. It's always the same guy. And yeah. I always... Every seminar I went to, he seemed to have chosen the same objects, got sorted in the same thing. And we would all be having a big discussion and people would make long points where they were referring to reading that they'd done and things that had gone before. And then he would he would offer his perspective and it would always be what if none of that was true and the and seminar seminar leader would be like wow and everybody would be like no and it it was literally like he we'd be having a discussion about you know whether monkeys like sausages and he would say what if sausages don't exist and we'd be like (laughs) everybody would be like wow and i'd be like if that's true, what the fuck are we talking about? Why have we been talking about it for an hour? What the fuck? What the fuck? And that would be his only contribution. <laughs> I hate those fucking guys. There's always one. And they're all... I'll tell you something. They always... They always, like, play, pretend to play guitar like a fucking virtuoso. They really yes, he had a guitar. Songs, right? They listen to Sublime and claim that Sublime are the greatest band ever in the history of the world. I don't know who that is. Okay, well, you, yeah, they, they, it's like a scar You'll band. play me some later? I'll play some later. It's a scar <laughs> band. <laughs> you know that you're this guy. <laughs> yeah. What? No. <laughs> thing. They, but yeah, there's always those guys and they really, yeah, they're just arseholes. And Snufkin is one of those guys. <laughs> You think, he, you think he plays guitar and likes Sublime? No, I think he plays the harmonica and likes Sublime, probably. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy I knew had a guitar and a harmonica. There you go. I didn't just say the word harmonica there, I what said. What do you think? I think uh, it's interesting you say that because I think the Hummingbirds are the next creatures we meet. That's it's... true, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Are you talking about the used condoms? <laughs> They're, right, okay, so Snufkin and somebody are walking along and they encounter, you know, like Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, she kind of stumbles along uh, on these different little creatures in the woods, you know, there's the, the glasses that are a bird and stuff. She just stumbles upon stuff. And here we stumble upon a little uh, a congregation of used condoms that are, are walking along. Just to clarify, Snufkin and Bishop Heavyleg have gone looking for this flower because Stinky ripped out the flower that Moomin was trying to get. So Moomin's chased off after Stinky. They've gone to find the other flower and they come across a group of of hattie fatteners. Everything you just said (laughs) sounds like you are describing a gay porno. (laughs) But there's a child in the room so you can't use any of the actual words. So the bishop and the harmonica play, you know, they're going looking for a flower. <laughs> and suddenly someone comes across her, her hattie fatteners. <laughs> and that, those hattie fatteners are just jiggling around. <sighs> they do. They. The only other thing that I can liken them to is the poor unfortunate souls from uh, The Little Mermaid. Yes. They sort of, they look sad. They do. And they have red eyes. Yep. And they bounce up and down. Yep, I look. I did look them up to see what they were. No definitive answer of what they are. Just like anime. They don't talk. They move in groups. Always in odd numbers, though. It was very clear. They're just like condoms are sold. <laughs> don't you get a pack of three? <laughs> you do. You get a three, no, you get twelve. <laughs> 
don't know why you never get a pack of six condoms. You get three, nine, or twelve. I think. Why do they sell condoms in those numbers? I don't know, but doesn't seem to be any any natural logic to that. Uh, no, but I'm sure it's a scam. The way that you get like the six hot dogs and the eight buns. <laughs> Or three magnums when everybody's got families, you know, with four Divisible people. Divisible by two, yes. Almost. No, not everybody. <laughs> but I, I realise that families of three people exist. All right, I see you, I recognise you. But <laughs> so many of us have four and we're missing out on a magnum. <laughs> so the Hattie Fatteners. Yes. Uh, yeah, they move, they move in groups. In groups of it, always numbers. in odd numbers. Sometimes they go across the sea. In groups, I don't know if they use a boat or if they just float. Um, they float. Sure. I've <laughs> seen them <laughs> in the canal. Yes, mostly in canals. <laughs> Occasionally blown up and chucked around a football stadium. <laughs> uh, I think Snufkin or Hemulin says they are very odd creatures. Yes, which I'm a little like pot kettle black guys. Come on, but this is what I mean. They just encounter them. They're moving through the forest in a group. And he says they're very odd creatures, and that's it. They add nothing to the story. They're not explained in any way. There's no reason to be there. But honestly, that was the point at which I went... I already knew it was an anime, but this was, that was the point at which I went, this is why I hate anime, because there are always things like this. There are always creatures that aren't explained, that you don't need, that turn up, then they go away again. And everybody's like, ooh, it adds to the richness of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, no, it doesn't make sense. Help me. I don't understand where I am. <laughs> so, but they, they're just there. You just got to accept they're there. We they're move there. On. Okay, we accept them. We move on. So then we Hattie cut, Fatners. Hattie Fatners. We cut back to uh, the Moomin house and Moomin Papa is telling a story about an imp to Snork Maiden and Little Mai. Uh, so this is like our third potential imp and it's still not the imp. Yes, this is just a story he's telling about an imp, which, you know, it's a story. Quite clear, someone's reading your story, it's a story. And he ends it with saying, um, you know, no one knows why. It, this, 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 it, basically, it's a story saying there was an imp, he was very bad, they locked him away in a cave. It's now called Imp's Rest, but none of the people remember why it's called Imp's Rest, but this is why. And they start going, well, if no one of the people remember why, how do you write this story? Yes, it's that kind of feedback that you dread, isn't it? Yeah. In that it makes sense... But it doesn't help anyone. No. And it really doesn't. And I was thinking, do these kids not understand the concept of a story? No, they don't. Because And the worst thing is that Moomin Papa is beaten down by this feedback. He starts taking it on board. <laughs> he tries to explain and he goes, I'll change the ending. Bless his little heart, though. <laughs> Bless his little heart. Little Mai is a harsh critic. Oh, she is a harsh I critic. would not give her my hard-written work for her feedback. No, I mean, I can only presume... To be shouted in my face. By now, he's abandoned his memoirs in favour of writing short stories. Well, maybe he's finished them, because in all honesty, when that narrator said a lot had happened to him, I didn't believe it. <laughs> I never believed it. He said it in a loaded way that made me think, has it? Or is he one of those guys who always says stuff has happened to him, but when you scratch away at the surface, you realise nothing ever did. Those kind of arseholes who put raconteur on their business card and actually they're a barber. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a barber. No, no, not at all. But I'm just saying, you know, like people say, well, this used to, there used to be a guy, right? I used to go, my dad used to tell me to go and get my hair cut in like a mobile trailer in the car park of the Tesco's where there's a guy who cut hair on the cheap, right? <laughs> this is genuinely true, okay? Yeah, yeah. Knowing your dad, I don't doubt it. 
we stopped going after like two successive visits, he cut my ear with his scissors. Nice. Right? Not not bad enough for me to to notice. Didn't feel it because it's just cartilage, so you know it, it's hard to feel. It's just... You didn't feel it? No, I didn't. It's when I got home. It's literally like, oh, he's just skinned the, the skinned a bit of my ear, like with his scissors. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Skin my ear. I'll notice. <laughs> like I wasn't bleeding really. It's like there's a bit of skin hanging off my ear, right? <laughs> So you stopped going to see him. You're not normal. <laughs> but he had on his business. Bear in mind, this is a guy who runs a barber shop in a small trailer, and I mean literally like smaller than the back of a transit van. Yeah. In the car park of a Tesco's in Gloucester, and he had business cards like instead of what you said, like barber, raconteur, jewel thief, explorer. I'm like, don't just you know, just don't. Oh, I'm getting you. Yeah. I'm getting the those picture. kind of things. You know, where people are like, oh, you know. I Interna- think... People are international man of mystery. You make you work in a fucking chip shop. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm getting you. I'm getting. I'm getting your vibe. Yeah. So Moomin comes along and you know calls everyone out to go and play hide and seek. Utters a fantastic line. I would never have guessed that Snort Maiden and Little Mai were literature critics. Yes. Well, that whew, that sums it up. Yeah. I who trust them to <laughs> the state of them. So speaking of look at the state of them, yeah. and I I hate to ask. Uh, this after the Hattie Fatner's debacle, but who the fuck are the three little things that look like they're off a Christmas tree? You're not going to like this. All right. They are the Philly jonks. You're right. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, they're the Philly jonks. Uh... <laughs> Just give me a look now. <laughs> I know, and it's hard to translate that look into a podcast. <laughs> But what I'm really, what I'm really feeling is just disgust. <laughs> Bear in mind, I mean, this this is like you know, obviously it's Finnish originally, so these are things that quite probably these are Finnish nonsense terms that you can't really translate into English. Too. Are well. you saying that the Finnish word is also Philly jonks, or are you saying that there was a Finnish word? That was like half and blah blah blah, and they had to translate it in something, and so last minute somebody just went Philly jonks. I mean. Yeah, there's every chance of that. Uh, there's every chance I think that it is just like it's it's Philly jonks sounds is what it sounds like, Finnish. and they've just basically they've just it's it's you would say like Philly jonk in like Finnish, and they've said wow that did sound good. They said that sounds like Philly jonks. We'll just call them that because we don't know what Philly jonk means. Okay, yeah. Well, that's 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 better then because I don't like Philly jonks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's true. I don't like it, but at all, <laughs> it's almost Zeusian in its. It's it's one of those words. It's almost a bit raw dal of like snoz cumber and whatever, but it's not as good as that because it doesn't give me anything. Yeah. When I hear Philly jonks, I don't know what to think. Delicate bit of a horse. It makes me think of a jockey. Oh, he's coming down hard there. He's got it right in his Philly jonks. It's <laughs> there's something equestrian about it. Yes. <laughs> and there doesn't need to be because these aren't these aren't horses or horse like. They're three little. Triangles. It's a red triangle with a triangle head and a triangle hat. It looks like a little elf thing that you get on the Christmas tree. Yes, it does. Which I th- I are I think from you know that sort of part of the world, the Scandinavian those those tree decorations, mm. and that's what they look like. And so I I wanted them to have a Christmas themed name. Really? So what what would you call them instead? I don't know, elfy shelfy. If if they were called Philly Tingles, would you have accepted that? Yes. Okay. Philly Tingles, no you, problem. You, you've been happy with Philly Tingles. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so they're all off to play hide and seek. Again, 
again. Again, yeah. Two episodes, both hide and seek. <laughs> Running so, out of ideas. <laughs> it's Moomin and Little Mai's turn to hide, and they come across a clearing with a dead tree in it. They hide in a bush, and suddenly an ominous voice starts talking to them out of this dead tree. Yes. Well, they actually, they do find a place to hide. Yeah. And they're very competitive about the hide-and-seek, which I'm in support of, because I'm a very competitive person (laughs) about stupid shit. (laughs) And little Mai, being very small, is convinced that she'll never be found. But they hear this deep, booming voice, so they come out of their hiding place. I don't know whose voice they thought that was, but they thought they'd been found. Yeah, they did. That doesn't sound like Sniff. So they come out, and yeah, it's a, a dead tree is talking to them with yeah. a booming voice. Now, you have to be suspicious when you hear this voice. It's a suspicious voice. I'm about, more than that, Liz, you have to be suspicious when a tree starts talking to you. I don't know if that's true for Moomins. No other trees have ever spoken to them. I'd be suspicious. You haven't watched the whole series. But I think just after that incident with the top hat, I'd be suspicious of anything I didn't recognise. Fair enough, fair enough. Anyway... The voice tells them that he's inside that the tree. Yeah. And he says, those crooks shrank me. Yes, they did. Which is very strong language for the Moomin Valley. Crooks. Don't you think? I do. I do think that. And he wants to get out because he says he's getting cramp. Yep. Now, this is the imp. Yes. Finally, we have the titular imp. Why are you laughing? Sorry, t- Those are real words. I know. Just the t- You've lost your ability to understand <laughs> real words. Just the titular imp, I imagine, being the title of um, uh, Snork, no, uh, Moomin Papa's short story. The titular imp? Yeah. Well, that would be redundant. You can't have the word titular in a title. You can in Moomin Valley. Anyway, he's in the tree. He says, I'm getting cramp. Get me out of here. Yeah. And he convinces them to let him out by offering them gifts. Yes, he does. Always always a bad sign if something that's trapped offers you gifts in yes. exchange for getting it out. Bribery, instead of it being the right thing to do, yeah. he's trying to bribe you. Absolutely. That you should be suspicious. Yeah, so he tries to bribe Sniff with a large sack of gold coins. Yeah, I don't know what a giant kangaroo rat has got to spend them on. I don't know what the use there is for money in this valley at all. There's no shops... There's no... No, again, as I said, it's it, I didn't expect there to be money because it seems like everything's just on a kind of, you know... Like a barter daisy, system. Barter. Yeah. So Sniff wants his gold coins. The filly jonks want their mum not to find out that they're going to be late home for tea. Yeah, not got a lot of imagination, the filly jonks. No. Considering what they are. Yeah, it just... No, I'm not... Philly tingles would have come up with better than that. Philly tingles would have come up with much better than that. They've gone, we want, you know... Ruby encrusted crowns. We want a rhinoceros we can ride. Ooh, we want two more. The breeze fire. <laughs> yes, that's what. <laughs> Imagine the three filly jonks on the back of a fire breathing rhinoceros. Fire breathing rhino just blazing through the Moomin Valley. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, you Moomin thought you're in charge of us, naming your valley after yourselves. <laughs> Flamethrower. <laughs> the little boy wants a skateboard. Yeah, again, didn't expect that. No, a, fast, a skateboard that's faster than her current skateboard. I've never seen her on a skateboard. I haven't either. I think it must have been a different episode. We missed that episode. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, Snork Maiden wants a nice pearl necklace. She says a genuine pearl necklace. <laughs> she wants a... And we are grown-ups, but we did titter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that would go well with her saucy anklet. 
Indeed, it would. Yeah, I know. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to rise go above. There. I'm going to rise above. Just don't go. I could be. I could be filthy right now, but I'm going to not. I'm going to rise All above. All right. This is a kids' show. Uh, you made sure to bring it up, though. Didn't yeah, you? I did. I mean, I. I'm only human. Uh, I always thought when I watched this when I was younger that she was an albino, with red eyes. Right. Now I see it. I think those were meant to be brown. Okay, and it's just the the uh, the cell animation. It just... was just maybe the TV contrast that you know that I was watching it on. I think those are just brown eyes, and I've I've projected onto this a lot of stuff about them being a race of albinos that really wasn't there. I know what you mean, but at the same time, I don't think I ever had Snork Maiden down as an that. albino. No, your TV brightness they, wasn't all the way up. They are um, obviously different shades of of white and grey and and yellow. The magnolia, because the Snorks are much more magnolia. Yeah, the Snorks are very magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> the movements are much more eggshell. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Hemulant, would you say he's taupe? Yeah, I'd say he's he's taupe verging on beige. Oh, I think he's stronger than a beige. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the imp wants to get out of the tree. There's a crack in the tree, but he can't get out of it. So he wants them to push a straw into it. Yes, because he can get out the straw. So they do. They do. Smith that's the that's in. the upshot. Yeah, they do. And the imp appears, the imp is very large, the imp looks weird. It is quite scary. Come on, come on, yeah, it's quite yeah, okay. scary. It's quite, yeah, it's... The world darkens over, there's a huge looming cloud, the image shakes yeah. for ages, and then clouds of smoke, of like purple smoke, billow out of this straw. It's quite frightening. And then a huge imp appears, and he's, I would I'd say, unlike anything else you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. He's hes enormous, and he, he doesn't, he looks strange, and he looks scary for them. He has a green nose. Mm-hmm. He's actually red-eyed. Yes, he has great flaming red hair like Ronald McDonald. Yes, okay. Yeah, he does. And he says he's been in there 500 years. Yeah, he has. Which little mice says, well, you'll be a bit out of touch then. It's a fair point from Little Mai. She's she's always got a good read on things. She Terribly shouty voice, but she does get a good read on the situation. angry duck voice, but very alert to the real world. It's strange, isn't it? This episode actually parallels the first episode quite a lot. It does, and it does make me wonder if if that's just chance, or if that is... Because they were playing hide-and-seek. Yep. Then a really bad thing appears. Then... There's quite an easy solution to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. In the first episode, it was just a hug from your mum. Yep. In this episode, it's trick an imp that's been planning this get-out for 500 years to go back in by telling him, you missed it the first time round. <laughs> and more importantly, you don't think he's an imp, you think he's a magician. Or a circus performer. A circus performer magician, which... Imps, the imp finds incredibly insulting. They're very insulting. <laughs> insulting. Because basically they go, nah, you came out from behind the tree. You weren't in the tree. You yeah, stood yeah. behind it. Yeah. Yep. He's like, no, I was not. I'll get back in this tree and show you again. Yes. So he gets back in the tree and then they Jumanji the tree. They do. They do. This it's is the solution to everything. Two episodes, two Jumanjis. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with danger? Chuck it in the sea. Chuck it in the sea. Let it float off. It's someone else's problem now. Exactly. Unbelievable. You can't just Jumanji away all your problems, Moomins. No, you can't. You can't. do it. They're pushing all their problems downriver. Sometimes. For somebody just, else. Sometimes you just have to set fire to them. Wow. Wow. That's what, that's what you wanted to happen in this episode. They set fire to the imp. 
Well, not necessarily the imp, but certainly the, the hat. was already banned for being too dark. <laughs> By a nation that has more heavy metal bands per capita than any other in the world. Really? That is a true fact about Finland. <laughs> Actually, I did not know that. That's amazing. Well, you know, in that case, I think it's, it's entirely on brand for the Finns to set fire to an old dead tree containing an imp. Yeah? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think the Moomins need a more creative solution to their problems than take it out to sea, drop it in, hope no one notices. Because that's the solution of Dexter, right? And the Sopranos. If you've got a problem... They're not mobsters. If you've got a problem, you kill it and you dump it in the sea. They didn't kill the imp. No, they trapped him in it. That's even worse. They put him out to sea alive. Well, it's an imp. It's bad. Is it? Is it better, right, to burn the imp to death? It, it, even, even with only one option on the table... <laughs> I feel like you're not getting the spirit of the Moomins. Or is it better to drown him? Well, that are the Moomins. <laughs> that about wraps it up for they this episode. They love the caring and they love the... Sh- Seriously, burning or drowning the Moomins. They can't kill it. That's the thing. You can't have the episode ending with the death, even of a bad character. You're absolutely right. They can't kill it. That's why he was trapped in the tree in the first place, because the imp is immortal. Probably, yeah. So you shouldn't be then sending... What you should be doing is putting up signs saying no one go near this tree. That's a good idea, actually. Don't listen to this imp. A sign would be a really good idea. A much better solution than chucking it in the sea. All right, I agree. Yeah. I am I'm not I am not suggesting that Jumanji and your problems is the way to go. Better solution for the hat, put it in a locked box and throw away the key. Isn't... isn't don't they do that in Jumanji? They do, but then they throw the box into the sea. You've got to, got, got to put the box somewhere. Yeah, you, you put the box somewhere else. You can put the box in. You can bury the box. You can put the box in concrete. You can set fire to the box. Why are you setting fire to everything? So much fire. <laughs> These are all evil things, Liz. The only way to kill evil things is with fire. Get the rhinoceros that breathes fire to they burn got, the tree down. If you're not willing, right, to exercise your evil things, yeah. okay, and they're not willing to do an exorcism, you have got one solution left, which is fire. That's all I'm saying. Well, there we go then. There we are. So that was that was what was wrong with the Moomins. <laughs> Not enough death and setting fire to things. <laughs> so there we are. Liz, it's time for the question though. So the Moomins, how'd you like me now? I honestly this is I think one of the first times I'm gonna say, go back and watch it. You've got to see what you think of this for yourself because I don't think you'll be bored. No, not at all. It's it's weird and therefore interesting. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm going to say this is this is a go back and watch it. This is I'm going to go back and watch it because I want to see what happens. This again has got narrative. You know, weird shit happens. And the thing is, this has got an appeal. They they never stop making this. They're still making these stories, remaking There's these stories There's versions of the movies. And also, yeah, you can read the books. We didn't read the books as kids, so we're not coming from that kind of viewpoint. But people that do read them, a lot of them love it. Oh god, yeah. I mean, there, there's literally the, the going through like the researchers, the list of ways in which they've made Moomins and they've made these Moomin stories is exhaustive. There are you know, all the animated ones, stop motion fuzz that we've already talked about. There's also live action ones where people wear suits really? to be the Moomins. Yep, there's like computer generated ones. I now. mean, I'm not necessarily on board with that. There are multiple computer games. There are albums. There are you know, there's a theme park we've already said. But I think I'd definitely like to at least watch one of the like the suit performer Moomins. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just gonna say again, read the books because. <laughs> Are all of those other things scare me? (laughs) 
So if this didn't scare you enough when you watched it, go and find the suit one. But there we are. So, Liz, thank you for joining me. Thank you. And thank you for listening, and we will be back soon with another episode. If you like grainy, out-of-focus shots of the type of stuff we watch, follow us on Insta at HowDoYouLikeMe. And if you want even more piss-poor attempts at engagement, try out our Twitter at HDYLMN1. It's like a postcode, but longer and harder to remember. And if you're a fan of the show, remember to rate, like, share, subscribe, whatever. And if you didn't like the show, come find me on social media, you coward! This is a Standard Nerds podcast.